Which way is catering with Justine and Bruce? Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. This episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce is brought to you by Brannigan, Inc. For nearly two decades, Brannigan, Inc. has energized brands in the entertainment industry, helping fairs and festivals connect with audiences. Their creative, results-driven marketing approach drives attendance and makes communications fun. Check them out at BranniganInc.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spectrum Weather Insurance. Spectrum Weather Insurance provides a variety of rain, heat, severe weather, and event cancellation insurance customized for your specific event. They have the experience and expertise that hundreds of events rely on each year. Visit them at SpectrumWeatherInsurance.com. I'm going to turn my email off now so we won't hear it dinging. Bing. Bing. Let me. This is, I should have set this podcast for five hours. Now oh, that I, hi guys. Now that hi. I see all three of you. Hi guys. Oh, I love seeing your faces. That's awesome. Do you like one word answers? No. Yes. Bruce, do you like one word answers? Because we can do this really fast. <laughs> no, no, we need to. We need to fill a little bit of time. And I'm sure, Paul, you are not a one word answer guy. Oh, are you kidding? I am now because I've been married for thirty years. No, I still don't believe it. Hey, Dwayne, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time out today. Yeah. Oh, well, we're in a spring break right now, so. And Jamie and Paul have been talking to me about doing this with you for two or three weeks now, so I had it blocked out no matter what. Oh, that and that means a lot to us. We Fantastic. started looking at uh, this period of time back about a month or two ago, and we decided, you know, we got a really, really busy summer, so let's just take a spring break, take about 12 days off, and and spend Easter at home with our families and then uh, we'll go out and slam all summer and then we're going to take a little 12 day break uh, right before the big fall dates mm -hmm. and uh, uh, then we'll wind up our year uh, like we have the last two years this will be our third year in a row at uh, Opryland Hotel doing our Christmas shows there are 31 shows at in residency at the Opryland Hotel oh fantastic Wow, I, I feel honored or blessed or something just knowing that you're making us a part of your family during your Easter break. Yeah, it well, makes us feel listen, really good. Uh, Variety Attractions has been a part of the Oak Ridge Boys career for as long as I can remember. So uh, we're all kind of like family. And Variety Attractions has in invited my daughter's family, Jamie and Paul and my grandkids, Rockland Road, you've invited them into the big family and they are now booking the same dates that we've worked for years. And so it's all like a big family to me and uh, to come and visit with y'all, I don't do podcasts because 
most of them are, they want you to do them at home. And I look terrible on, <laughs> on, on my uh, phone <laughs> or on, on my computer because I don't know how to set it up. And, and I've tried it a couple times and people see things in the background of my home that I shouldn't let them see. <laughs> and, and I just decided, well, I'm not gonna do this anymore because too many things are not right. And I look horrible. So I, well, Paul said, would you do a podcast with us? And I said, well, uh, where are you gonna do it? <laughs> and they said, well, come down to the studio and we'll set it up. And I said, well, the only way I do podcasts is if I go to our office and John Muir sets it up in the Oak Ridge Boys office. But if you set it up in the studio where you got a good microphone, you got a good video, I'll do it because I, I need all the help I can get to sound right and to look good. And so I'm here and it's always good to talk to Variety Attraction people. We love all you people. Well, thank you, Dwayne. And, you know, I think when I was born, my mom told me I had a face for radio. So this is a this is an all audio podcast. So you don't have to worry about any of that. I didn't know there's well, so visual. You think we got looking this good, Bruce? Well, you know, for us, that's nice. Okay. Well, it's good. Okay. We get we get the good end because we get to actually see your faces, which is nice. That's yeah. right. Y'all are taking all the screenshots. You know, don't pick your nose, anyone, right? Well, if yeah. you've got the video on it, you can put that out later because we we went to a lot of trouble to get the lighting right. Man, I tell you, I put on the extra hairspray, oh. everything, you know, everything. Uh, the the concealer. Yes, that's too funny. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get the podcast started, and so Justine will kick it off for us. All right, I'm kicking it off. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. And it's served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating over 60 years of entertainment excellence. And we could not have a better guest than what we have today. It's Dwayne Allen from the Oak Ridge Boys, along with Jamie and Paul. And uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Yeah. And thanks for uh, not wearing your pajamas today. Um, <laughs> I thought about it. I did still have my jammy pants on and I was like, you know, I should take these off. I should. So, Dwayne, let's kick off the podcast. We we're kind of talking a little bit about family and things like that. And we really appreciate you taking your time over this uh, this break. But uh, so what what do you think about other than family and things like that, about variety attractions and like, especially like a guy like George Moffat. Oh man, George Moffat is a legend. You know, he's, uh, he's one of my dearest friends. We go back to the beginning when I first joined <clears throat> the Oak Ridge Boys. That's uh, this month, that's 56 years ago. Wow. And when I joined the Oak Ridge Boys, Variety Attractions was already going. So as far back as I can remember, uh, the Oak Ridge Boys start, were, were already working with Variety Attractions. And I met George somewhere along the way, right along in the beginning of my 
tenure with the Oak Ridge Boys in the 60s. And I've known him all that time. And he became a, not just a business associate, but he he became a close friend of mine. I mean, I think he's the only guy in the whole world I've bought, I've bought a, an entire box of, of cigars for. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I've ever bought a, an entire box of really good cigars for him, anybody. But he, and I, th- I, th- I thought he'd never quit crying. <laughs> uh, He's one of the sweetest men I've ever met in my life, and I just love him. And uh, we worked so many dates with him uh, that it was like family every time we worked with George Moffat and Variety Attractions. So uh, what I think of him, I think of him as just family. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a part of our extended family that we look forward to seeing and there's so many things I could discuss about him, but uh, I always have that, that uh, how the boy's doing, you know? And he's got that cigar. I don't know if he ever lit it or not, but he had it in his mouth, you know, or in his fingers, you know? And yeah. I just love George Moffat, you know? And uh, I love to work with him, and he was always nice to us, and. Then, then that transferred to Jamie and Paul and Rockland Road when, when they started singing on the road and looking for fair engagements. I told them to get in touch with George Moffat and Variety Attractions. I said, there, this is a group of people that will treat you fairly, and they will put you everywhere you want to go that they can use you, and uh, they they will be honest with you and they have a great reputation. And so not only are the people at Variety Attractions uh, a family to me, they accepted my family. And it's just one, this is something that you, you know, when I got in the business, people said, don't ever do business with your friends. Well, I gotta tell you something. If you got friends like my friends, you wanna do business with them. <laughs> my friends are good people. I just don't do business with people that screw me around. I just don't do that. And I don't tell my daughter and my son-in-law and their family group to do business <clears throat> with someone that's gonna really uh, shake them around. I. I I don't do that. I do business that become my friends. Those those people are people that become lifetime friends with my with me. And you know the guys at Variety Attraction started with George for me and Todd and Ken, Chris, all the people that continue in Variety Attractions. We continue to work with with variety and look forward to the dates that we work with you. Now, do you have a uh, special memory of a time with George at one of your shows or he booked you into a place that wasn't maybe the best or do you have anything like that? Looking back, uh, a funny memory with George? Oh, I have. I have 
boatloads of them. Well, let well let's start with one boatload. <laughs> okay. Uh, we call the meal after a sound check. We have a meal for everybody, and we call it squeet. Squeet. Sweet. One word. Yeah. One word. One word. And what squeak means is years ago, we noticed that when we got through the sound check, we'd say, let's go eat. Well, when the hired help that were hired locally from the unions or the fair board or whatever, when they heard that, they would beat us <laughs> to the eating place and get in line <laughs> and make us wait until all of them got yeah. the food and and... So we decided, well, that's not right because we're paying for it <laughs> in some way. And so we got to have a word. So we just decided let's go eat is easier to say squeeze on. Yeah. <laughs> so when squeeze on, you hear that, that means the food is ready. So when squeeze on, at a George Moffat Variety Attractions concert, we know it's going to be potatoes, green beans, and if corn is in season and it's a farm community, it could be on the cob uh. <laughs> and some kind of bread and iced tea. And it's going to be that every time you work with George Moffat. <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> fried, fried chicken. Uh, excuse me. The meat's going to be either fried chicken or, or roast beef. Roasted potatoes, yes. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. But All right, good. When you were talking about, um, you know, doing business with your friends and over the years, you have made a ton of friends and a ton of family. Is there anybody in your mind that sticks out in those early years, kind of getting your foot from gospel to country? George Moffat does. Yeah. He put dates in our book that saved our career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he booked us when I remember uh, I remember one particular day that I found out how much in debt we were, and I realized that if any one of like four major people that we owed a lot of money to, if they were to go to a bank and foreclose on us we could be out of business. And I called all of them and I said, okay, I want you to know that we are all hands-on and please don't foreclose on us because we're gonna pay you off. It may be $100 a month, but we're gonna pay you something every month until we pay you off, okay? Just don't foreclose on us. Well, we paid off every one of those. <laughs> and every one of the Oak Ridge boys started calling or writing everybody that they had ever worked for. Like Joe and Richard came from the Keystones Quartet. They had worked for George Moffat. Uh, we gave them some areas where they could call and some people they could call. And in those areas, uh, somebody else with Variety might have booked them in that area. Well, they were to call them or write them a letter. And what we did is we divided up the country. 
and all four of the Oak Ridge boys started calling and writing personal letters saying, we really need dates. Would you please help us put some dates in the book? And immediately we started getting responses. And George was one of the first people that started giving us dates and putting them in the book. And he helped get us through a very, very uh, gray period of our career when we were uh, transitioning from gospel music to country music, but we had not yet had a country music hit. We were very much in a gray area where we could have very easily gone under. Mm -hmm. uh, we kept all of our employees, and luckily we had a publishing company that was doing very good. We had a record label, uh, a, a recording studio that was doing very good. So we had a little extra cash in those, both of those companies that we could supplement the Oak Ridge Boys through those companies. And we did that until we could get on our feet. But, but within that year, we turned around that, that debt that we owed and, and actually brought that down almost $100,000 in one year, that debt, wow. by just getting all four of the Oak Ridge Boys involved in contacting the people that we know and love. Mm -hmm. and doing a, a, putting a hands-on personal touch to it. And George was really, really helpful there. He, he, uh, he got on board with us and he put us in a lot of places that probably we didn't even deserve to go, but he put us there and paid us good money and helped save our career. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never forgot that. I'm talking about it right now. We had started a corporation and we also had a partnership. And the partnership was first, but our lawyer and our accountant talked us into starting a corporation. And we had just started it. And so along about the time, a few months later, the IRS uh, sent us a notice that they were going to uh, audit our books or whatever. and. I knew that that was not good. So I went to Johnny Cash and I told him, I said, the IRS is coming down on us and, and they've, they've told us that uh, they're going to really come down on us pretty hard. And I said, we haven't really done anything wrong that I know of, but they say that we have. And I'd like to offer to sell you uh, our publishing company are a part of it. I just need $25,000. Well, Johnny Cash pulled out his checkbook and wrote a check for $25,000. Wow. He handed it toward me and he said, uh, here's your $25,000. You keep your publishing company. It's worth a lot more than that and you're going to need it later on. You'd be sorry you sold it. Here's your $25,000. Go work out your problem with wow. the IRS. Wow, you knew, you know, and wow. you knew things happen for a reason because here you got the IRS on you and then you reach out to a guy named Johnny Cash. I mean, this was, I mean, that's a match made in heaven, don't you think? Well, yeah, he handed me that check for 25000 in his left hand and I went over 
and I shook his right hand and I hugged him with my left hand and I said, sir, you believe in the Oak Ridge Boys a lot more than, than I do or we do, mm-hmm. and I can't take your 25000 What I need to do is go back home and pray about this and call my partners and get every, all of us to believe in, in the Oak Ridge Boys like you do. Mm-hmm. So I went home and my wife and I sat down at our, uh, our dinner table and we prayed. And I had an appointment with the IRS that afternoon. And it was to be with the guy that had a reputation for being the roughest IRS agent in Nashville. He was the guy that put people in prison. I was scared to death. Wow. So I took all my papers in my little bag and I headed to the IRS office. I got there and I announced my name and and the lady said, uh, wait right here and she said this particular man has gone to Atlanta so you're going to meet with another agent today and he came out he was probably in his early 30s or late 20s a young guy Mr. Allen come in and I said let me ask you something would you would you go with me and he said I said he said, where you want to go? And I said, would you just go with me? And I was kind of following what I feel like God was telling me to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd, I'd prayed for direction. And he said, well, let me close up my office. And so we got in my car. I took him <clears throat> over to our office and there our girls were and lined up in the office working. And I said, this is our office, our publishing office and the Oak Ridge boys office. And I want you to go to our books and open up our books. And I want to show you where every check out of the Oak Ridge Boys went. It went to pay salaries. There's not any missing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we did and what where I made a mistake is we paid money out of a corporation instead of a partnership. And that's wrong in Tennessee. And, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We didn't know you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And here's the checkbooks. Would you please look at them? And everything I'm telling you is the truth. And would you look at my checkbooks and see where all the money is? And you'll see that I'm telling you the truth. He took about three minutes to look in our checkbook. And he said, do you have a side room? And I said, yes, sir. Let's go right back here. And we went into a side room. He said, it looks like you owe us around $10,000. He said, uh, if you would give me a 10 post-dated checks for $1,000, and every week, if you'll give me a, a report of your uh, uh, income and sales for every week, and just make a photocopy uh, of your sales and send it to me uh, every week, at the end of 10 months, if you've not missed any uh, reports and if your check's clear, uh, you won't owe the IRS any money. And I said, well, what about uh, interest or, or, or penalties? He said, you've been honest with me, you won't owe anything. He said, you'll be totally paid up. At the end of 10 months, we were paid up. We had recouped a whole bunch, over $100,000 of our debt we had wiped out. 
and we were on our way to getting the Oak Ridge boys out of the hole. And the IRS guy worked with us. We've never had another IRS problem in our history, <laughs> just that one. And he helped us get out of it. And I thank God for that. And that's just one of the many problems that's not in any book. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. how we worked out and worked through our problems and God helped us get through it. And so did Johnny Cash. Yeah. So, so do you have any uh, memories with, and I'm sure you do, with Johnny Cash musically? Performance? Yes. Yeah, those kind of things? Yes, when we worked the uh, Hilton Hotel with Johnny, he took us to Las Vegas. He took us to a lot of places. Basically, how that started was... Uh, we were working at a convention in Atlanta, Georgia, and Johnny was too, but he was on a different day than we were on, so we weren't going to be able to see him. And I was sitting in the front of the bus with the windows open, just kind of people watching, which I love to do. And I saw Marshall Grant walking down the street. And I opened the door and invited him in the bus. And I said, Marshall, come on in. Boys love to say hello. And at that point, I'd learned that, that the Sattler brothers were going to leave the tour. And they were going to just do their own shows from that point on. And I said, respectfully, I would like to ask you to consider the Oak Ridge Boys uh, to work with Johnny, I understand that the Statler brothers have made the statement that they're going to do their own shows and won't be working with Johnny as much, if any. And if you have an opening for the Oak Ridge Boys, I certainly would like for you to consider the, consider us. He said, I'll take it to Johnny and we will consider you. Uh, within a week or two, we got a call from Johnny. And that wound up we worked a fair up in Pennsylvania. We worked Circle Star Theater. We worked uh, Lake Tahoe. We worked Las Vegas several times. Uh, we worked many different places that I'll just stop mentioning those names now. But <laughs> at the Hilton, the first time we worked there, he had a party at the end of the first week run uh, at the at the last show. He had a party up in the suite where you've seen all the stories about Elvis shooting out the, the TV screen, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Same suite. He got us all into a football huddle, <clears throat> and he stuck his head down in the middle of it, and he said, boys, there's magic in this group. He said, you may not know it as much as I do, but I feel the magic don't break this up. You're going through a rough time right now, but it, you're going to get through it. You're going to get over it and stay together. If you start breaking it up, you're going to mess up this magic. Don't break this up. Believe me, I believe in you. <laughs> that that meant so much to the Oak Ridge boys. I promise you it gave us fuel for the next year or two to just get through. In the meantime, we recorded a new album that came out on ABC Dot. 
That's where we were first signed, which was later purchased by MCA, where we wound up recording all of our hits and our most of them. We had some on other labels, but, but that's where our biggest hits happened. And we were introduced by Jim Fogelsong to Ron Chansey. Ron Chansey came to the Lincoln, Lincoln Dinner Theater in Oklahoma City and heard us. And he flew immediately back to Nashville and said, man, all I need is three minutes of magic and these guys are gonna be all over the charts. He found Y'all Come Back Saloon for us. Wow. And it hit. Mm-hmm. And we won our first award that year and when we won our first award and were given the first uh, award the next year for group of the year, Johnny Cash was presenting. Mm. We ran to the stage and instead of going to the microphone to accept the award, we all ran to Johnny Cash. (laughs) (laughs) Good move. To hug him and thank him. And in our ears, he said, I told you so. (laughs) People did not hear that, but we did. But we know what that means, and we knew what it meant. He believed in us all along. By that time, we had worked several dates with him, Mm -hmm. and he helped us. He paid us more in a tip after he had paid us way over what we usually get. And then he tipped us 10%, like you do in church. That's more than we would get in a date. (laughs) And he just helped us survive through a really gray period of time. And then when we got that award, uh, he was standing there grinning from ear to ear. I also produced an album uh, on him during that time with the Oak Ridge Boys backing him. And I found a song in our publishing company that later became pretty much Johnny and June's theme song, I'll Be Waiting on the Far Side Banks of Jordan. Mm. I found that song. I published that song. And it was my idea that it become a duet. I split up those verses. And later on, they cut it about three or four times. June cut it on her solo album that became kind of a theme song for Johnny and June for all the next 20 or more years. Mm -hmm. And that became a big song for them. But Mm -hmm. uh, that happened first on on an album that I produced out at the House of Cash in that down period of time. Because Johnny would call call me late at night sometimes. He'd be out the studio and he'd say, Wayne, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm just watching television with my wife. He said, what are the boys doing? <laughs> I say, I don't know, but I can call them. He said, wait, I, Johnny, what you got on your mind? He said, well, I'm out here at the studio, and I just I just wonder, y'all want to sing a little bit? <laughs> it might be 10.30, you know? Yeah. I said, well, let me, let me get in touch with everybody. We head out to the House of Cash. We may be out there until two or three in the morning, but we wound up doing a whole album. Well, it's been released. Uh, uh, Johnny Cash Jr. 
put it out in an album uh, package. It's out when he put out about five albums together. That whole album is in that package. Mm. Wow. And uh, it's uh, it's really a good album. You ought, to, you ought to pick it up sometime. In regards to the Oak Ridge Boys and Johnny telling you, like I know him, but Mr. <laughs> Cash, um, to, told you about how the Oak Ridge Boys have magic. What else was in that kind of recipe that has kept the longevity of the Oak Ridge Boys so long? I know right next to you, you have that, you know, great band Exile that, you know, maybe was out just as long. But I mean, what is the what are some of those key ingredients of the longevity of, you know, 50 plus years staying together? Well, first of all, we love what we do. And I think you could say that about exile. <laughs> and I think is that it, Paul? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna add something. When I joined Exile in 1988, they immediately told me we model our business. Our business model was modeled after the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, they, wow! Just before I joined, the Exile guys went out when the Oaks were doing all the arena tours in the 80s, and they were a new act then, and they opened. And uh, well, they were Dwayne was giving them all kinds of. He was being Johnny Cash to Exile, basically giving them all kinds of great business advice. And that was our business model. I mean, to this day, you know, I, I, I stopped touring with the band in the mid-90s, but I'm still a partner. So mm -hmm. there's, it's, it's the same thing. We're still family. Mm -hmm. I'm still a part of that, too. But, you know, doing it with my family now. But, but Dwayne is the, is the go-to for all of us for, for, a, for wisdom. I mean, that's, you know. So I guess he got it through Johnny. But, but that's where we you know. <laughs> I can tell you one thing, too, that he's always told us is that he said we've probably built – 99% of our career are on repeat business. And so it's all about relationships. And everywhere mm -hmm. you go, you you go and you take the time and you meet the people that have that have bought your band to come play for their event. And you make those relationships. And, um, you know, you, you take care of them and, and they'll, they'll come back and have you play for them again. And that's how you keep, uh, how you sustain a career in this, this business. So mm -hmm. that was real solid advice for us with our band. And that's something that we always, always make sure we do is first thing, you know, we want to meet them and shake their hand in person and get to know them. And, and it does become like a giant family um, everywhere we go. I cannot tell you how many fairs, you know, Variety Attractions has, has booked us so many times in places and we walk in and they're like, Wait a minute, which one of y'all is related to the Oak Ridge Boys? Uh, well, all of us in a way. All of us. <laughs> my dad, you know, well, I'll tell you right now, I saw your daddy singing at my high school uh, when they were gospel, and, and it was right down the road. And then I came and saw him at this fair, and, you know, it's they never forget that time that they met him because, you know, Dwayne, Joe, Richard, and, uh, and William Lee have always made it a huge priority to sit and get to know those people and learn their names. And, and you create those relationships that become very meaningful throughout the years. And, go, and I'm going to go back to George real quick. When we started doing this seven years ago with our family full time, I'd left Marty Stewart. And I told Marty, Marty, I'm not mad. I just, I've got to go do this with my family. I feel like they have this ability that I need to be there to, to, to be a, a mentor. But George called me out of the clear blue one day and he said, Paul you guys probably should have a version of the national anthem in your hip pocket when you go out to play sometimes. So I sat down one Saturday night with our family and we worked up an arrangement and I remember. And the next day that. we went and saw Dwayne after church and sang it for him at the house. 
And within a month, we did an NBA ball game. And because of George, we've done playoffs, NBA playoffs, lots of college games and stuff. But wow. George is the one that, that started that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh. You know. Hmm. So, and you all do it beautifully. It is fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. so thank, good. Thank you, George Moffitt, because we, you know, we would have probably never thought about doing that, you know. Yeah. I think uh, the secret to longevity, that was a two-part question uh, you asked. Yeah. Uh, or I was going to give you a two-part answer. We love to do it first. The second part is always record good material. Not just good material, great material, great songs. It makes no difference who wrote it or who published it or who owns it record great songs because uh, the people that are listening, they don't care who wrote it. They don't care who pitched it to you. They don't care who published it or owns it. They just hear the song. And if it's good or it's bad, they're going to like it or dislike it. You can affect people in one of three ways, good, bad, or not at all. And I choose affecting people in a good way in everything that we do, mm -hmm. everything. In other words, the people that are in our crew, they have instructions to when they go into a fairground or an auditorium and come in contact with stagehands and people that are there from local unions or fair board that are there to help them set up, be nice to them and say, thank you, you're welcome, please. Those three words need to be used over and over and over again. Cause when we leave what you do and what you say, when they talk about us, what you said will then be said about the Oak Ridge boys, not you, it will be said about us. So remember to say, thank you, you're welcome, please. And remember those three words and say them, say them a lot. Be nice to people. Don't order them around. Ask them to help you. And when they do, say thank you very much. And I think when you pick a song, you need to pick a song that has as much universal appeal as you can pick and those songs that have universal appeal can be fun they can be spiritual they can be about love they can be very personal they can be just silly but they must have some ingredient in that song that affect your emotions that make you respond or cause you to react in some way. Tap your foot, bring a tear to your eye, make you want to clap your hands, make you stand up and yell, make you elbow your partner or something. If they don't make you want to do something, leave it out of your show. It doesn't belong there. And so if you start writing and say, I'm just going to do all of my own songs. Okay, your artistry is going to be limited by the weakest chain. 
it's going to be limited by the weakest link in your chain if you decide that you're going to be a writer too. And if you publish two, uh, if you produce two, uh, start looking at those links in your chain and see which is the weakest because that's going to be where your career goes. So decide if you want to be an artist, be the best artist you can be. If you want to be a writer, be the best writer you can be. If you want to be a producer, be the best producer you can be. Now, some people are so gifted, they, they can be a lot of those. They can be more than one. But there are not many of those people around. I've got a son-in-law here named Paul Martin that can do just about everything. He can play more instruments than I can carry with my hands and fingers and toes and under my arms and around my neck all at once. I mean, I can't play any of those instruments. He can engineer. He can read these computers. He can set up apps that I've never heard of. He just showed me one. We're in his studio right now, and I can't hardly believe all the new technology that he showed me just now that is coming out. It's just phenomenal. It's way above my head. Uh, he can do more than I ever dreamed of doing, like in studio. There are some people that can do that. My son's the same way. He has a studio on the second floor of my house and does things that are just phenomenal. I'm a singer. I used to be a publisher. I have built five studios. But in the last few years, I've decided when I was a little boy, all I wanted to do was sing. So I've divested myself of all of those extra things that drew a lot of my good, good energy from me because I'm getting older. And I want my good energy left for what I've got left to put on stage. And I give 110% of everything I've got on stage. Some people come up and say, are you going to do an autograph session after the show? And I say, no, ma'am. They said, why? I said, because if you didn't give everything you got and are exhausted after your show, you didn't do enough. <laughs> if you've got anything left, you didn't give enough on stage. That's what I require of the Oak Ridge Boys. When I leave the stage, and every member of the Oak Ridge Boys leave the stage, and we go to our bus, the first thing I want is some cold water and a recliner chair. <laughs> get, off my, get off my sweaty clothes. I don't want to be standing with people in my sweaty clothes just exhausted and then wanting to take a picture with me yeah. and sign something. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. That's not a good time to sign autographs. So I want to give 110% at every show. There's no excuses. There's an, every show gets that from the Oak Ridge Boys. That's our reputation. Well, that's a good tip. So Justine and I will try to talk to you before you go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, when, that's what we do. We yeah. do like if there are contest winners, 
and a radio station has put on a a uh, promotion and they say we've got some contest winners we would like for you to meet sure we've got uh, a board of directors and they all give money to promote this show would you meet them and their wives and take some photographs of them sure before covid we did it at every show uh now that covid has uh, put some protocol on us and we can not do hardly any meet and greets backstage uh, that's kind of knocked that for the time being. Hopefully that will be lifted. Hopefully in the coming months yeah. that will be lifted. But mm-hmm. right now we're still under those stiff protocol where we can't really do any meet and greets. Mm-hmm. But that's when we meet people. That's when we do take pictures. And if you see any of the Oak Ridge boys on the street or in the hotel, anywhere, we're always happy to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love people. It's mm-hmm. just that after the show, we don't have anything left. Yeah. And if you ask for something we don't have, then I don't want to even make ourselves available when when we are exhausted, because that's not a good that's not a good sight. Yeah. And I want, you, I want you to see us at our best. <laughs> Bruce and I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can email us at whichwayiscatering at gmail.com or visit us at varietyattractions.com. A big thank you to our sponsors, Brannigan Inc. and Spectrum Weather Insurance. Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. That's fabulous.